a Dad's Net original podcast. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Paul. We're the Atwell Brices and this is Disability, The podcast for parents with children who have disabilities. We're the proud dads of two sets of identical twins, Lance and Lawson, our youngest. And Levi and Lucas, our older twins, who are diagnosed with autism and epilepsy, amongst other disabilities. In Disability, we'll be helping you with tips and recommendations. And we'll be speaking to special guests. And most of all, you'll hear that you are not alone in your journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Disability. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, it's me, Paul, with the lovely Michael. And I'm going to start this off by saying this morning absolutely has done my head in because the house was such a, shall we say in the nicest way, mess. The kids were all very vocal, trying to get them all dressed, trying to get them all fed and they're just creating havoc all the time 10,000 beds needed making (laughs) and I just felt like I was a slave this morning in the house yeah so he had a right face on so he gave me dead eye like I didn't do no but if he gets Adderall medication but then when you're up and down the stairs the stairs start to feel like a travelator can you remember that program gladiators I feel like I'm up and down that and the kids are just wrecking everything and throwing everything about and being really vocal and getting louder and louder. You're trying to dress them. The house phone's ringing. The builders are turning up. They want your time and you're expected to be happy. It's actually Lurton and Lanson that are the worst, aren't they? Because obviously the four-year-old and they constantly just make a mess. They get every single toy out. They're on the drum kit. You'll wash the mirrors down and then they'll smear them. And uh, you'll love that, don't you? And what do you do, Michael? What? This is the thing. What do you do? Yeah, so that's what I always say we to you. We kind of no. pick with each other because fed, we have no. a, who fed a Lucas? all the time. Who did because... the medicines? Who took the babies to school? I don't just sit on my bum. I feel like every morning I get up and I'm straight into Work. being a machine, yeah. a robot. Yeah. You know, and there are times when it just does get to you. And this morning it did 100% get to me. Well, what last time you had a lying? 1989. 1984, I think. <laughs> that's the last time I had a lie in. Oh, well, that, well, that's when I was born, so you are a lot older So this morning me, when I got up and Michael was still in bed, as as Michael calls it, doing the media work, yeah, so this I is said a, yeah. to him, I said, what are you doing, Michael? I'm trying to feed all these kids and do yeah. four big bowls of porridge, golden syrup sachets, with supplements in and get all the watermelons ready and get the uniforms ready and the house looks like we've been burgled and so all that. So, yeah, kind of this is what so Paul doesn't do, realise. Like, obviously, I do the Instagram account and I have to message people back. I have to do the posts, the stories, and it takes time and the Twitter, then the Facebook. It's me that updates all that. And I need my hair cutting, I need some Botox, I need some filler, yeah. I need eyebrows. Yeah. But you're, when do we get time for that? You're in a bad way. Never. See, it's just full of confidence, isn't it? Such a supportive, lovely husband. Actually, on uh, Sunday, we're going to his friend's birthday party, just me and Paul. Um, so, we're going to get some time off so you can chill. And yeah. Sharon's going to drive so you can have a martini. 
Now, Sharon's driving. A lot of you will know our friend Sharon forward slash Steve. Her driving is terrible. And uh-huh. I'm the worst passenger ever in a vehicle. I don't know any of you listeners resonate with this, but I always like to drive because I feel like if I'm driving, everything's in control. I can see the hazards before they even happen, especially when the kids are in the car. I'm really protective and all those kind of things. But being a passenger, I am awful Awful, awful, awful as a passenger. I'm holding on to the handrail. I'm putting my foot down to brake. Yeah. And I'm saying to the driver, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's why just Paul really drives now. So people, when I drive to school, if Paul's at an appointment or in London or somewhere, people are like, oh, you I didn't know you could drive. <laughs> just because he has to be the driver because you control Michael's driving freak. is terrible. No, it's not. Yes, it is. So, Michael's uh, driving is no. absolutely terrible. Who's had about nine crashes? Uh. You're, we've had loads oh, of insurance claims with you. Here we go. Skip. He's going to talk no. about the skip outside yeah, there the front skip, of the house. Yeah, there was skip. That I didn't see. It were in broad daylight. Paul knocked it into reverse. Reverse straight into the skip that were parked there. You know, in broad daylight, a massive yellow skip. Because... Took Ted, half the car Michael off. was asking me something. The kids were making loads of noise and we were late for school. So I was trying to rush. And, and then, then another bang. one at Meadowall. This one was funny. So it parked. It was, it was more like a people carrier. I think it were a Kia Sedona, your favourite car. And, oh, um, no, no. <laughs> we were coming out next to one of these trolley bays with like metal barriers around it and took half at front end off. <laughs> And this little this little couple were like twitching at you, weren't they? I was saying you can't drive a big car. So, yeah, you know when you, you damage your car and You're crush really your mad. car at that moment in time, if you've done it as the driver, there is nothing worse you feel. But then to add salt to the wound, you get a stranger come up to you and say, You shouldn't drive cars like that. If that's what you do, you crush it. And I was like it was one of them where it where it's scraping and you don't know whether just to go forward or back what's so going to be worse so whichever way I went it, it became worse <laughs> so I just thought I'll quickly do it it'll be less time it's over and done with but it wasn't and oh then, god he's had so many crashes haven't you but you know I am a very sensible careful driver oh yeah aren't I yeah I am Um. so, so that yeah so that's that but this week Yesterday we, we took the Lanson to an appointment. I'm going to moan about this as well. It was I'm terrible. just going to moan. So Lanson has to have a day of school because he's got an ophthalmology appointment. So it's not at eight in the morning or nine in the morning or no, it's bang in the middle of the day. Two in the afternoon. It's uh, we're at half eleven. Yes, it's straight in the middle of the day. <laughs> um, so you so know, he couldn't go in morning or he couldn't go in afternoon. No, no, no. So, yeah. Let's do it right in the middle of the day. Yeah. It takes an hour to get there, an hour to get home. And then we only had 15 minutes and then we had to start the afternoon school runs. What a lovely day it was yesterday. Get to the ophthalmology appointment and with a four-year-old child. And guess what? They keep you waiting 40 minutes. How wonderful of them. And then obviously <laughs> I it took me... How long did it take me to find a parking space? So yeah, I took Lanson in and then it took you... Um took you ages into it so anyway I, we're doing his appointment and the first bit was to do these cards so she's saying a, a, a house a boat a boot whatever she's flicking these cards of her he's wearing these special glasses with one eye covered and then it, it, when he knows he can play up he does so she's saying no what is this and, and he just went apple and she's saying no it's not an apple is it what is it apple 
No, what is it, Lanson? Apple, apple, apple. And then that were it, it were gone. So it lost its concentration. But prior to that, I did say to the lady that was doing the appointment, I said, can This is, yeah, then he went into the second bit, didn't he? And I said to her, I said, can we both come in? Because I knew it would need both of us to kind of help to get the best from Lanson, from what they wanted. And she said, no, only one parent, please. So I thought, all right, okay. (laughs) And so, you know, this is the thing. Sometimes people need to understand parents know their children better than anybody else so and people often forget this and even to this day especially we leave on lucas they still do it so took my, it took us right back actually, didn't it? Because this that Levi and Lucas had the same thing years ago. So Michael goes into the second part of the appointment with Lanson, where it's a dark room and they're shining the torch in his eye. And then Michael comes out twenty minutes later. Um, Paul, you need to go in. I had no idea <laughs> what was going off in this room. No, because you always get out of it anyway. You always. And so get... I go in and I thought, right, I know what's happening here. You wish you stayed in van, didn't you? Pieces up and try and get him to cooperate. Uh, he was having none of it. Yes. And then so I thought, oh, I'll put the little dig in there to the um, medical person. I, I said at the beginning of this appointment, can you remember? I said it would be better if we both came in immediately to get the best results from the child. She went. Well, you did, but yes. Does he want but to we're come not in getting now? anywhere, are we? And I just thought, what is the point in any of this when people just don't listen to parents? If we'd have both gone in together with Lanson, we'd have got a better result and it would have been over so much quicker. So he's, 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 so he just turned in his head one to, he won't let... So we waited an half an hour. They put the drops in his eyes, waited half an hour for him to dilate, gone into this lady. They were just twisting his head. He wouldn't cooperate. And now he's got to have another appointment. So, so that, it was a waste of space yesterday it were a waste of a day one to you so yeah that's another moan and that's what it can be like with these <laughs> bloody professionals sometimes but you know just have to be polite and you know try and get them to understand but a lot don't but coming How- up next we've got disability recommends and this one's all to do with oral health and teeth so it's quite a good one this for all disabilities so stay tuned So next on the Differability Podcast, sorry I've got the giggles, because a lot of you often ask us actually about the podcast, who produces it and stuff, but Jack, the um, the older man who's in his 80s was just making me laugh then, but sorry about that. Um, so now on the Differability Podcast, just in case you didn't realise it was called the Differability Podcast, we're going to be talking about teeth and why teeth are so important and we're going to be recommending a product which we use and I know a lot of our followers often ask us about this during the Michael. Yeah, so Levi and Lucas have always struggled with the teeth and toothpaste, they hate it, they, they used to gape and gag and what, not want the teeth brushing and obviously it's really important with special needs children to keep on top of their oral health. Brush twice a day guys, twice a day. So we first found out about this. So this is going to be disability. It's a question that's coming from you guys about what toothpaste do we use and stuff for the boys and how do we manage it. This isn't about what toothpaste I use for my pearly whites. Please remember, this is for the children. So then we're going to do it as the question and the recommendation. So the two parts of the show together. So it was actually, it was a father called Jacob 
Um, Hi, Jacob. <laughs> I do hope you're well. So he messaged uh, on the Instagram page saying, how do you manage with Levi and Lucas with the teeth? He's really struggling with his son, who's four, uh, brushing his teeth. He really dislikes the taste of the toothpaste. He spits it, he's gagging, he's, he's really pushing away at it. Is there anything we could recommend? Uh, and now we've, we've shared this previously and loads of people's messaging about it, asking for the link and stuff. So the toothpaste is called Aura Nurse. So O-R-A-N-U-R-S-E. And it's unflavoured toothpaste. And this is brilliant for children who have sensory needs who dislike certain tastes, strong tastes, minty tastes. But also in this toothpaste, I'm writing thinking, Michael, the the fluoride is yeah, so, higher, so it? it's really good. So if you just type in Oranus on eBay, on Google, on Amazon, you'll be able to find it. And there's three different varieties. So they're all unflavored. Um, also, of a lot of um, the struggle with it foam, toothpaste foaming in the mouth, so it's non-foaming as well. I mean, I don't like it when things <laughs> foam in my mouth either. So but, you know, that's a whole different story there. Specially formulated. And so there's three different versions. There's zero to three years old, which is a thousand ppm. So that's the fluoride strength. There's four plus years, which is one four fifty, I think. And then the the other one's one four fifty as well, which is the original. Gosh, it's like an encyclopedia today, so, Michael, isn't um, it? It's really good because we know children with autism, but other disabled children as well. Sometimes even children's toothpaste, it's still minty. Even Lawton and Lanson don't like it. They say it's too spicy and they, they just don't like it. So that, or what we did use to use with the boys as well, is a Tesco, which were 1450 ppm. Uh, that was a strawberry flavoured toothpaste, um, a strawberry ice cream, I think it was. And they didn't mind that one either. But this one, um, if the if the suffer with people that simply don't like the taste of mint, it's for adult and children with learning disabilities who perceive mint to have a hot or burning sensation. Um, it can help children with Asperger's syndrome, autism, um, all different conditions, Parkinson's disease. Uh, anybody can have it anyway it's just if you don't like the taste of mint you know this is it's a, widely available for anybody yeah, isn't it on it, the open market it's, it's unflavoured and it's non-foaming and this has really helped the boys us to be able to brush their teeth in a calm like manner without them pushing away and getting distressed by the mint so we know when this has been really popular previously, hasn't it, when we've shared it on our socials. And speaking of teeth, just to go back to my teeth, um, I do actually get asked, do I take my teeth out at night? And the answer to that is, no, I don't. These are my teeth. They are natural. Do you use Aura Nurse? No, no, I don't use Steridant. <laughs> I don't use um, Fixident. I don't use any of those things because people actually ask, do I take my teeth out at night? I am not at that age where I do that. And, um, no, I don't. These are my teeth. <coughs> I am 100% natural, you lovely listeners. <coughs> I have told a little white lie there, listeners. And I'm going to put my hands up in the air and admit my teeth are veneers and crowns. <gasps> and so are Michael's. <gasps> so, yes, my teeth you are light, actually veneers and cow. crowns. And just to confirm, cow. I do not take them out at night. And um, well, and, yeah, just to say, they are over ten year old. Yes, so uh, it's time for some new ones. I <laughs> want some like Ryland, don't you? I want them even white. I want oh, them no. luminous. No, I want them as 
so big like well, a lot Aussie. of people do ask them that they are from a company called k3 in barnsley so a big shout out to them this is we're not getting paid to advertise by the way but you know a lot of people do ask us about our teeth as well and uh, actually the ceramist here's a bit of inside information for you listeners the ceramist that made my teeth actually made christian ronaldo's teeth didn't he yeah he did christian ronaldo's that's the kind teeth of starters as well. a block don't they and then they file them down into a tooth shape and then did they go in an oven or something did john came out purple didn't yeah they? mine actually came out purple from the oven didn't they and then they go white at the time you all were the whitest available weren't it that's what you told me you wanted it's the very dental differability podcast today isn't it very Oral. It's the tooth disability podcast. Tooth. We're very oral today. It's the tooth episode. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being so oral. <laughs> but uh, yes. But anyway, oh. back to what we're all about. Um, next on the disability podcast, we are going to be talking to a lovely young gentleman called Russell. Now, Russell's backstory is quite interesting, isn't it, Michael? Are you there, Michael? Yeah, so Russell... Oh, he's um, still alive. <laughs> Russell Jones Jr. He's not died yet. From something. Wales. Um, we met Russell uh, years ago at a Cordwell Children's event, and he was singing there, and he is a great lad. Um, we, he's, we actually thought he were younger than what he is. He's 30. He's a former X Factor contestant, and Russell also has dyslexia, so we're going to be chatting a bit about that, X Factor, and what he's up to now, so stay tuned for that. Hello and welcome back to the Disability Podcast. So today's guest is the amazing, wonderful, very talented, super delightful Russell Jones. Yeah, welcome Russell. Um, so oh, well, met, thank you for having me. We, we met Russell a, a few years ago, it was before lockdown, wasn't it, at a Cordwell Children's event. And Russell was singing at the event and we've kind of linked up on Instagram and kept, kept in touch since then. So we've wanted Russell on uh, disability quite a while and we've finally got him on. You've been really busy, haven't you, Russell? Yeah, yeah, it's been quite busy. It's just been it's sort of getting into that um, festival period now where everything's sort of, you, you don't really get many days off. You just constantly keep going. But it's quite, it's quite nice to sort of be back to normal, which is, which is such a nice thing. Now, Russell, obviously a lot of our listeners won't know your background so i just want to quickly kind of cover that a little bit um sorry that was the ring doorbell <laughs> um, you know, um i just want to cover your background a little bit so you were a 2017 x factor contestant weren't you i was yes and how far did you actually get in the competition or something so i, I got down to the last um uh, six boys of the show with um, halfway through the process, but I was just so happy and um, blessed that I, I could even get on the show because I thought it's such a so many people audition for the show and and I'm so quirky and different with my bow ties and my <laughs> and my um, suits and and that sort of thing and I thought that old style music you know I didn't think it would be I didn't even think the X Factor would even want me <laughs> so I yeah. just. So many people say to me, oh, I'll apply for the show, give it a go. And then I ended up going going down to an open audition in, in Swindon, just yeah. into this this um, closed-down shop. And I took my mum with me. <laughs> and I said, I'll give it a go. And I ended up um, um, t- 
telling them about sort of what I do, you know, I sing jazz music and, and then uh, the X Factor sort of loved uh, the Jungle Book. So I, I ended up going on sort, sort of in, into the audition and, and um, serenading Nicole Scherzinger with a little bit of Jungle Book. And then I had Simon Carroll tapping on the table. So, I, you know, I got, I was just so, you know, I, I didn't, didn't really know sort of what sort would, you know, would come from it. But since doing the show, it's been, it's been sort of great um, to work with charities, work with, um, uh, you know, disability charities. But it's been a really great thing to sort of, um, and being such a great platform for myself. When you were on the X Factor, Russell, it's when the X Factor were really big, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who were the judges when you were on? Nicole, Simon? Had, um, Nicole, um, Simon, um, Sharon and Louis. <laughs> and you didn't go in, did you, doing the like typical boy band stuff? You came, you were really different and stood out. Is that, is that what the likes then, do you think? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've always, always been true, true to what I do. You know, I always love what I do. Um, and then I just wanted to sort of go on there and, um, and give an old, old style with a, with a modern, you know, with a little bit of a modern twist. And yeah. um, sort of that's how it came about with, with the Jungle Book. It was so iconic that people love, everyone loves. I always say that everyone, everyone needs a bit of Disney in their life. If you're feeling happy, if you're feeling sad, you always need a little bit of that. And I believe that when I did, did the X Factor, I brought them, it just brought, just brought um, joy and happiness to, to people. And yeah. I'm so happy that I got on, I could, could show, show the world and show the nation. Yeah. Um, one the, one made, thing you know? I've noticed about you, sorry to interrupt Russell, one thing I've noticed about you is you seem to have a really strong, loyal fan base. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's, it's, um, it's so nice that, that I get messages from people that, um, that support me all over and, and it's really nice that I never really believe that that I you know that people love what I do you know I kind of I'm so so blessed that so many people are so lovely and I think that's it's so nice and it makes me want to just make people feel good about themselves and yeah even during the lockdown though you were still doing like socially distant stuff making people feel happy doing stuff online you carried on didn't you despite all the festivals and gigs being ca- cancelled you still carried on trying to like entertain and and cheer people up yeah yeah so i, I sort of went away you know and thought what am i going to do um <laughs> i didn't have a clue on sort of what i what i was going to do and then decided to do some some zoom shows um instagram yeah. facebook and then after that i thought you know there, there, there could be a way, you know, I thought I want to do, um, I want to take my, my gigs to vulnerable people's doorsteps. Yeah. So I was borrowing electric from next door. <laughs> I was singing over fences and singing over walls just so I could bring a bit of um, light and just bring some happiness to people, you know, that couldn't get out. So that was that. So that made me um, think, do you know what? I'm, I'm the lucky one. I can do this for people. You know, I Man. have, I have yeah. a gift, I have a talent. But why not make people feel good about themselves? Because because you know those I you know I never thought that we'd even get through those days. They were they were really they were some hard hard days. And to, to get your head around them, you're thinking, will this ever end? Is this going to last forever? So yeah. um, we we were doing Christmas. So I brought my mum with me. We were doing Christmas doorstep shows, and I remember at the snow machine, <laughs> um, and then. And then I was doing the songs, but it was it was so nice, and and they've kind of they've continued even from as getting back to normal life, they have sort of turned into a into a thing, and I I've got um, a couple more of those coming up as well. I've got 
um, a show um, for a disabled girl that hasn't, she hasn't um, left the house at all. She's gone out um, with hospital appointments and that sort of thing. So I've sort of, um, so I've said, you know, I'm going to come and do you. You can't always, um, you find it hard, you know, with mobility to get to, to live concerts and shows. So I've decided to, um, to take my show to her door and she sings as well. So we're going to do a bit of a, bit of a, a duet. <laughs> I don't oh. know what song yet. It might be a little Disney tune, but I'm looking forward to that. So you talk a lot about um, your singing and how you want it to impact on others and how you want to make people happy all the time. But my question is, what makes you happy, Russell? Um, funny enough, you know, the music does make me happy, but through coming back to like the lockdown, I, I sort of took up gardening. I don't know. <laughs> and all my mates would go, gardening, God. But I, I went in before, like before, you know, um, pandemic and everything, I, I wouldn't even pick up a shovel. I wouldn't even pick up a trowel, nothing like that. But now I just love planting and seeing things grow. And so that sort of makes me happy. Like, so I could be like, sing it, sing it, sing it slash gardener. I quite... <laughs> You could be the singing gardener. Yeah. <laughs> hey. It's funny, isn't it? Like, it's funny how things, you know, you, you think that you don't, you don't really take, take to them much and then something like this happens and you kind of like it. I quite, I quite enjoy it. Like seeing something grow is quite fascinating. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I could not agree anymore with that, Russell. <laughs> I could not agree anymore with that. I am so for that. So <laughs> Watching things grow, it's the best thing ever. Best thing ever, Russell. That's far too early in the morning for that. But one thing I do want to talk about is, um, which some people might not know. So the Differability Podcast, we try and get as many different diverse guests on as possible, talking about different life experiences, because, you know, we are all human. And, yeah. you know, especially in today's society with social media, everything can be perceived as being so fake. And the more real we are, the better. So yeah. one thing I want to talk about with you very quickly, I don't want to go too deep is you have a diagnosis of dyslexia, don't you? I do, yes, yes. Just so tell I, us I, a bit about that, Russell. Yeah, so I, um, so all through school, I, you know, I, I suffered with, um, with dyslexia. And um, at the time, like, I, I didn't get statemented until I was, um, until I left school. So yeah. the school system, um, they just didn't know even what to do, do with me. Like, I, I was put into a unit class with, with other kids that, suffered with other special needs um and yeah like the school the school system sort of um, failed me dramatically like I left school not knowing not even knowing how to tell the time like not even I had to self-taught I'd self-taught myself to read because it was was the school um you know they it was was that bad and I know that now you know the help is there for different people and different things yeah and that's why I, I want I want to um help this generation um, you know, to leave leave school, reading and write. You you need to you need to read and write. You need it for for life life skills and and to go on in life. And um and even my mum and mum and dad, you know, I had to have the help from them. But you know, I I I was told I was going to be a failure. Like I I didn't leave school with with many qualifications, you know, GCSEs and everything like that. So it was it was very hard. I was going to go down. 
Um, I was never going to go. I never did music because it wasn't cool to do music. Um, yeah. I never did anything like that. So I was just going to go and get a trade. I was going to go and be a welder. <laughs> I was just going to go and do. But you know, it was, it was, um, it was that stigma. I, I'd have people laughing at me and but um, saying sly remarks, and and it was was very hard. Like you know, it was. Um, my self-esteem was very low and I, I think I suffered with a bit of anxiety yeah. and depression with that and very hard stage in my life. And now that I want to, um, I want to help kids and I, and I want to, I've teamed up with a few dyslexia charities yeah. um, and sort of if they have a dream or that if they want to be a football player, if they want to go into rugby, music, anything, um, you can do it with a disability and you should never, any, you should never let anything stop you from and getting well, what were that like, Russell, being in like a class where, well, they're like a lot more severely disabled children in a class than, than you. Did you feel yeah, like they're just shoving kind of with everybody in one class that had a bit of difficulty type of thing? Yeah, yeah. And you're always sort of, um, you, you're labelled as um, every, because um, you had the letters, you had everyone have a letter, like the top set was W and the bottom set was was L and um, I used to get people say to me, "Oh, L stands for losers." Your class, and you'd get people coming past, um, laughing and everything. Yeah, and it was it was it was very hard. Like it was long days, you know. You go from year seven to, to year eleven. That's a long time through school of, of people picking uh, picking um, bullying you and laughing at you. And it was it was um, I never thought I'd even get through school. Um, uh, and and when you, you sort of go home and my mum used to go, you want to know, you can go any homework. And, and at, at the mm. time, you, you know, even you, cause my, I've got four, four sisters and you know, my mum, my mum does a great job in bringing us up. But when there's so many of you as well, you don't always, you just think, Oh, you know, Russ is a little bit more slower and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. I've got a question for you. When you were on the X Factor, um, I know that with the further down the stage you get, you are given a piece of music, a song which you are requested to sing. So if that ever happens to you where a fan or anybody approaches you and say, Russell, we really want you to come and do this gig for us, but we want you to sing this song. If it's a song that you don't actually know, how do you work that with your dyslexia? How do you manage that then? Um that you know that can if there's a song I've never heard and um, it can be quite challenging sometimes. It can yeah. be, have to. Um, there's been times when you know I've um, I've done stuff and I'm thinking, oh, I know I sort of my head's I don't I know quite a lot of songs mm-hmm. and I've had to sort of gone. You know I might have to sort of um, basically be be honest with them and say, Do you know what I don't I'm gonna have to go away. You know have a little look at look at over the lyrics or or go and look on YouTube at the song. Um so that that can be there's times when that can be quite it can be quite challenging living with dyslexia still, even though um over the years it you know it is improved a lot. Um, yeah. But even from like um your mobile like you know I found that um having a smartphone has improved my reading reading and writing just from like memorizing and um, and even like words that are color, like thing, words that are colorful, you can sort of, instead of just black and white, um, words that are blue or, or red or orange or something kind of light up and you could sort of memorize the words more than 
more than so, white words. I know it sounds a funny thing, but you sort of memorise words that are in colour. <laughs> I think like when I worked at school, I struggled similar to you and you never got a diagnosis in them days, did you? And the kind of just let it to it and put you... Hang on a moment, Russell is a lot younger than you. No, but <laughs> like now, I think it's a lot better because they have the educational and health plans, don't they? It used to be for anyone. <laughs> yeah, it used to be statements, didn't it? Yeah, but um, I just think it, it would just brush under the carpet, wouldn't you? And you're all shoved into one class and that were it. You never really like got an official diagnosis or proper help or anything. And I think like Russell's just said now with the smartphones and stuff, it's so much easier because that can do the spell checks. You can feel like you can use a word that you like to use instead of a word, a smaller, easier word, because that can check the, the spelling and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, like you could even talk on your phone and it'll write it for you. That's brilliant. Yeah. That really <laughs> yeah, this is how far behind the times we are. We only realised this like two weeks We're ago. We're having to feel like this massive reporting month. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, what's that? And you could like press this speech button, just talking, it types it for you. Like, so I, much I, better. <laughs> but what I want to know is, so what does the future hold for you? And what's in coming the, up this year? What's yeah. coming up for you this year? So, you know, I'm going to be working with. Um, a fair few, you know, charities with, with the dyslexia and, and we've got a few more campaigns of that going on. Um, so recently just um, just recorded um, um, a single for Great Ormond Street. So I've just recorded um, that and that's just come out. It came out a couple of weeks ago, but um, everything, so everything we've made from the single is going, going to Great Ormond Street for a little boy that's been suffering from a, a brain tumour for the last seven years. Um so he's um, he's got the uh, you know he's got the treatment and everything. So um, so with the money, um, I think it's going to go for some treatment, but also a holiday for him to sort of yeah. you know to sort of relax with the family and you know and just escape from life. But so that's so that's um, going quite well. So we've, um, and then you know just um, uh, festivals all through the summer. Um, I just take every day as it comes. Every day is very different. Um, so I have recording. I have seen on your social media you've been doing a lot of festivals at the moment, haven't you? TV stuff as well. And yeah, yes. yeah, it's been um, um, so through the lockdown. Someone nominated me for for an award. Um, a fan on on my um, on social social media I met met her at a, a festival. So that so um, so uh, someone made an award. Um, it was on Quest TV. It was yeah. The Kings of the Woods and someone. Um, Maybe that went to, went and filmed it in Southampton. Um, maybe in this box, um, and it, yeah, it was really nice. So it was like it was like Pride of Britain, you know, award type of program. But it was um, the makers of uh, the repair shop, so it was absolutely so, so nice and so nice for someone to have done that. It's been yeah, it's, like I said, every day is so different. I've been doing some um, LGBT festivals, Pride festivals. Um, Do you enjoy them? Oh, do you know, I love them. I tell you what, the Pride festivals, they, they, they're more fun than the normal festivals because <laughs> everyone gets up. And I, had a, I did one in Swansea last week and someone threw a, a rainbow flag on the stage and I had this big rainbow flag going. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Everyone in the crowd wants to have a good time. Every, and yeah. like, the diversity of everything is absolutely fantastic. And, <laughs> and, and it's it's so great. We had flags going, and and I think I think a few people wanted to even jump on the stage and join me for a song. But it was absolutely brilliant, and I, I love. Um, but yeah, they they are more fun than than just a normal food festival. Everyone has a great time. 
I think what, what stands out about you to us is what you give back to charities and not just dyslexia, like Cardwell Children's Charity and lots of other charities as well. You donate a lot of your time to, to charities to help disabled children and other people struggling. And, and for somebody your age, that's like really rare nowadays, isn't it? That how old are you, Russell? So I'm, so I'm 30. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. You're how old? 30. Are you really 30? <laughs> So it'd have been about 25 when we met him first at Cardwell, wouldn't you? I thought yeah, you were yeah. younger than that. Well, that's good. <laughs> I thought you were like... He hadn't aged though, has no. he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe you're 30. I thought you was about... Still about 22. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the music and, you know, make, um, just, just sort of keeping me young. <laughs> What's the secret to looking so young and healthy? I don't know. I think he's probably just eat your greens like what? <laughs> <laughs> so today on the Differability Podcast, we are very lucky because Russell is going to end today's interview with a song. He's going to do a song for us, isn't he, Michael? Yeah. And we are obviously thrilled about this because we think you are super talented and a lot of our listeners Think you're yeah. super talented. Just for our listeners, Russell, where can they find you on social media? It's just Russell Jones Jr. It's, uh, Russell Jones Jr. 96 uh, Instagram and then uh, Twitter, uh, Russ Jones Music and then uh, Facebook, um, Russell Jones Jr. Um, and, and Russell Jones Jr. with uh, TikTok as well as we saw. Of. So we're going to end today's interview with Russell. And uh, obviously, don't forget, uh, listeners, you can find Russell Jones Jr all on social medias. He's on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, the work he does, you'll see that he's very approachable. So if anybody obviously wants to liaise with him, please go over and speak to Russell. And we're going to end today's interview with a lovely song. Now, I won't join in because I'm tone deaf, Russell. Oh, I know, I know, I know you two can sing. That's the problem. No, 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 no. I cannot sing for toffee. For toffee, honestly, I cannot. I can dance, but sing, but I can lip sync for my life. You can have to, you can have to lip sync, lip sync on me. I can lip sync for my life. But anyway, so we're going to hand over to you now, Russell. It's been a pleasure, you know, and we will definitely have you back on the Differability Podcast. So it's over to you to. Sing us out. Oh, f- thank you so much. Won't you turn your back on me? Don't you walk away? Don't you tell me that I don't care, cause I do. Here we go. Don't you tell me I'm not the one. Don't you tell me I ain't no fun. Just tell me you love me like I love you. You know I do. When we're together, gray skies are clear. Honey, I cherish where I'm next to perfect. Oh, it's sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I just can't take it when we're apart. Here we go, Paul. Oh, no, no, no. We belong together. 
We belong together. No, yes, we do. We do. <laughs> You'll be mine forever. I will. I will. We belong together. Yes, we do. We do. We belong together. Yes, we do. You'll be mine forever. I wanna thank you, Hugo. Hugo. If I could really sing to you too, if I could tell you this way, you're so handsome, just the two of you. <laughs> You talk about friendship and loyalty You're the nicest guys, you mean so much to me And I hope you have a lovely day Oh, when we're together Gray skies are clearer, yeah And I, oh, you also have lovely sons Oh, Levi and Lucas oh, um. The future's gonna look bright I adore you all so much. Oh, we belong together. We belong together. Yes, we do. You'll be mine forever. We belong together. We belong together, yes we do. You'll be mine forever, Paul. There's yes. not a wrinkle inside you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much for having me. Oh, oh yes. Get your hands in the air. Wait, wait up, wait up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Party. Oh, wow. Oh, Russell. Thank that you. Was, that was amazing. And you know, everybody, please go over to his socials, check out his Instagram, his Twitter, his TikTok, and his Facebook, and you'll see a lot more of his music there. But Russell, thank you so much for joining us here yeah. on the Differability Podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so it's been lovely to have you all listen to us on the Differability Podcast today the best podcast out there might i reiterate the best one yeah obviously we're dad's net original podcast and we Enough are of that, Mike. we well, are the most ourselves. popular dad's net podcast 100 so don't forget you can listen you can subscribe you can like and share but do please leave, leave. i can't talk you see all this talk about teeth i can't get my words out today and leave a review. See, you only have to look at the uh, artwork for the other podcasts and see who stands out as the most bright, entertaining, original. But you know what? All thanks to Jack, our eight-year-old uh, producer, who's been working really hard on this. Um, I think, do you think we should do a podcast actually with Jack? 
because we've talked a lot about Jack in our podcast. And, and Jack is a father. He is available on Loose Dad, so I think they have about five listeners. So if you want to go and listen to that, they'd really appreciate it. Because I know a lot of our female followers <laughs> would like to see Jack. Oh, yeah. A lot of them have often asked about Jack. Yeah, looking at Although us, this is not a dating podcast. Looking at us starts, most of us uh, listeners are female, aren't they? Yeah. To explain that. We need more dads on. Do you want more daddies? No, 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 no more daddies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded uh, no. by enough daddies. So we are, yeah, we're available on uh, all social medias. Uh, we have actually got a new private group on Facebook. So it's the Diffability. If you search for diff- Diffability on Facebook, there's a private group where you can share. We can share information, uh, comments. You can put questions on, and it's basically a, a group so we can all help each other. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of dads on there. You can also share. I might join it. Yeah, you can also share. Um, you can share information. Oh, I forgot where we're going to send her. <laughs> no, it's this a private is, group. This is it's what it's like. No, you can send questions in. with Michael. We're getting dementia. Yeah, this is the early stage of dementia. Senile dementia. But don't worry, folks. Um, we will get him into a really good care home as soon as possible. No, so and in my was, life, I, I will be free. You can send questions in on there, and and all the daddies will be coming forward. Well, well I think there'll be a about, queue for me. I can hear it. There's over six hundred people on the group it's a private group so it's safe to discuss all different topics about disabilities it's a safe space for special needs parents so do join that group um, and then we can get your questions in and stuff from there as well so that's the Facebook group um, that's been launched this week so you must like share rate and review the Diffability podcast and subscribe oh, 100% please do subscribe because it does help us get up in there so we've got a charts. new episode out every Monday make sure you subscribe and that'll remind you please leave us a comment um, nice comments only and a five star review so thanks very much for joining us again we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Diffability Podcast you know um, please on a serious note now I know sometimes we get a bit carried away and we turn a bit silly because that's what it's like being a parent when your children are out around you turn to somebody who's so mature that's what happens in this house we become really mature and we become the children but thank you so much for listening you know your support and the comments that you send in we read every single one and you know together the world can be a lot brighter can't it